0: Hello and welcome back to Holding Space for Therapists, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and in this week's bonus episode, I'm sharing my conversation with Allison. Allison is a current student in my Modern Therapist Academy course, and she opted in to do some coaching sessions as well. So Allison is still really in it. She's still working through the course. She is really in it in terms of trying to still carve out space to, um, you know, prioritize, you know, starting her business and starting her private practice. And in our last coaching session, we really honed in on talking about her values of the kind of work that she wants to do and how we could use that, those values to set some boundaries so that she could really carve out the time and space to give to her her private practice development and to her business. She's a mom. And I just know that there are a lot of you out there who are in it right now. Maybe you're on maternity leave, or maybe you've been taking a break from seeing clients, or maybe you're seeing clients right now, but you're trying to find a way to carve out space to take the leap into private practice. So, I asked Allison if she'd be willing to come on the podcast. I just think there's so much value in hearing from not just the folks who have built successful practices, but who are in it, in the process of building their modern private practices and she was so gracious in saying yes. She was nervous, which I totally understood because the first few times that I did anything recorded, I was so nervous and had a vulnerability hangover for like days after. So, please welcome Allison onto the podcast and I am so excited to get a chance to share our conversation with you where we just kind of highlight some of the things that we had previously worked on and she shares where she's at now and I often for some feedback on how she can continue to move forward. All right, let's get to the conversation. You're listening to Holding Space for Therapists, a podcast for modern therapists. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and I'm passionate about supporting therapists and building profitable, sustainable, and meaningful private practices. Are you ready to build or grow your modern private practice? Let's dive in. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today and have this conversation um, with me. And so for those who are listening, Allison is actually one of my coaching students who was enrolled in my course, Modern Therapist Academy, and also opted in to do coaching. And She was open to, and we decided to have one of our sessions for you guys, where Allison could share with me a little bit of where she's at right now, and we could explore um, some of the questions that she has, and also just give you, the listeners, a sense of maybe connection to somebody who's like in the process of you know, considering, um, stepping into and launching their private practice. So Alison, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to have this conversation today. Oh gosh.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm excited to do this and yeah. And thanks again. I know I've said this previously, but, um, for putting something out there, um, that has been super helpful for me and, in getting back into this process. Cause my journey through this whole, um, Industry and starting a private practice has been a little bit different. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I've been so excited to even have something to support me in helping me figure all of this out. So, yeah, thank
0: you. Well, I'm really excited to get a chance to to have another session with you today. So, I'm so but because we are sharing this, I would yeah. love for you to maybe share a little bit of your context, which of course, I am I know, but I want to, you know, in sharing you with others, would love for them to get a sense of you and and your journey and kind of where you're at right now. Sure. Yeah. So like I said before,
1: um, my journey's been a little bit different. I actually graduated a while ago. I graduated in 2011 um, through Antioch University here in Los Angeles, and I started my internships here um, in a great little um a nonprofit organization at the women's clinic. Um, and then about a year into it, um, we ended up moving, my partner and I ended up moving up north um, to San Francisco, the Bay Area. So that was a little bit of a hindrance in, in getting all of my hours in and starting all over up there. So yeah. I ended up doing that. Um, and I finished my hours up there, which it ended up taking a little longer because a lot of the internships work a little differently than they did down here. So um, that was a process, but it ended up working out because I got a lot of different experiences in a lot of different clinics. Um, And then I finished my hours, um, actually three and a half years, or three years ago, I guess, um, right before my little guy was born. So Mm -hmm. that ended up working out, yeah, great. Um, But then there's been this little lapse in time and since I've had my little guy, who's now three, I have not been working an internship, so now I'm getting back into this and just taking the test as of last year and passing. I'm now looking forward to starting a private practice, but having these little gaps of time and um, spaces, it's it's a little bit challenging to get back into that process and even learning how to start a business. Even though I have a lot of the education and experience, that they don't really mm-hmm. teach you a lot of that um, business portion in school or even in your internship. So yeah, that's where I am now looking forward to starting a private practice, but trying to get organized and get clarity around all of that.
0: Yeah. And so one of the reasons that I wanted to to share your story is because I just know from connecting with other therapists, how many can relate to your experience and maybe not to each part of it, but maybe to some parts of it, right? Where like, you know, they, there was some time that went by between, you know, finishing their hours and um, getting licensed, or, you know, they had a baby and they were on maternity leave. And now that they're on leave, they're hoping to make a change. Maybe they were working at an agency before or had another position and they're wanting to take the leap into private practice. And so I'd love to hear a little bit from you about what has your experience been in, yeah, being in the space of caring for your your little one while also making the choice to step into starting your own business. Like what for us, just what's the what's the experience been around that for you?
1: Um, so you know, I was super excited to have, of course, I have this little boy who is um absolutely like the love of my life and he's precious <laughs> and so much fun, but he's super, super busy. Um, and they're doesn't, there's not a lot of time for me to, you know, get my personal or work stuff um, completed. So mm-hmm. it's been a great experience in having this amazing little being. Um, and since I have wanted to get back into um, this field and start, you know, doing what I love to do or what I used to love to do again, it's been challenging in finding the time. And carving out time to dedicate to just even getting started. I mean, I don't even have a private practice yet, but it has been super challenging and just creating boundaries around, which you and I have talked about a lot, um, around carving out time to just do this e-course or even, you know, last year studying for my exam and just really um, making space for that because it's become a lot more challenging and having a little guy. And I'm the sole caretaker and then also still being a wife and all the other roles that um, we all play in life. So, yeah, that's been a little bit challenging. Um, But it's also exciting, too, in in trying to figure all of this out because I feel like the way that I am figuring out how to study for the e-course or for my – um, licensing or, um, you know, even looking for space for opening a private practice. This is what I'm, what you have to do in your business anyway is carve out time. And I'm learning, um, I have to write it down on my calendar, like we've talked about. And then also in, I physically have to get out of the house because I don't get a lot done here. So I either have to go to the library or to a coffee shop or, um, somewhere where I won't be distracted. I can actually be productive.
0: Yeah. And so I know that one of the things, and I love, I love that we're getting a chance to kind of reflect back on our work with each other. One of, one of the first things that we did before we even started looking at, okay, how are you really, how are you going to carve out space for this is we, we did some work on, on values and looking at like, we are like, okay. So I was like, Allison, you are, you, you took the step to reach out to sign up for coaching, to enroll in the course, because there's something inside of you that you want to build. There's like this, there's this little passion inside of you that you want to, to light up. And yeah. so what we ended up doing is we end up talking about like those, like what are the values that are really driving that decision for you? Because when it comes to, and I know this gosh, from experience of being a mom, that when it comes to making decisions about, setting boundaries in my, in my day to really carve out space for, you know, projects, um, or for my business or for my identity as a, as somebody who's working and, and, and wanting to be an entrepreneur while I'm also caring for, for little ones Mm I had to be super clear of what my why was, because it was, I don't, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, guilt oftentimes would show up in that space when i was making the decision to carve out that time and if i didn't like really have clarity on what my what my why was so what my values were and what my vision was and how how why that was important to me and how i was going to make this work then it was super easy for me to break some of those like boundaries that i was trying to set and so what what were some of the values that you feel like really ended up supporting you and driving that decision to carve out that space and and take that step?
1: Yeah. So no, I remember that conversation because I, I was feeling those feelings that you just talked about too, of feeling um, gosh, I even started questioning, gosh, should I be doing this right now? Is this the right time in my little boy's life to yeah. to start back up? And um I started questioning all of those things because it comes up as you're looking, you know um to start your own practice. And I think you reminding me of the values. I remember that, actually I really remember that conversation distinctly because that helped me so much in figuring out is this the right time for me to be doing all of this? And um going back to the values and in the course and where I think you list you listed a ton of values, which was so helpful um of just ideas of, you know, to help the process along. And gosh, there's so many that um I, you know, was motivated by to even start this whole process, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, and that are still hold true. But I needed to remember that to be able to, like we said, um, hold those boundaries in space and to remember, you know, like I said, why I am doing this and try- doing this now. So some of the values that came up for me during that the process and through your course and through our conversations or um, connection is a big, big value to me um, individually as well as professionally and yeah. authenticity and being, a, this being a part, a big part of who I am and wanting to really solidify that and um, and honor that part too. And also in having a sense of, um, this goes along with feeling authentic or being authentic as being a, a value or a pretty important value for me is having that sense of freedom too in in being who I am, being able to share something um, with an individual or in society and being able to offer that to clients as well um, in working with them. And that connection that does come along with this work to me is so valuable and so important. So I think remembering all of that and also having a sense of independence. That's been a really big value for me, um, throughout this entire process.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at my notes here from, from our sessions and I have, I have written down here autonomy. Um, and and so tell me, tell me more about that value and, and how that value supported some of the decisions that you ended up making to really carve out that space for yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, so that is, I guess, gosh, as far back as I can remember, even being a little girl, um, that has been a big motivating factor for me for almost everything. And that along with the um, authenticity piece of it, I feel like that's driven me through everything. And and having my own business has been um, something I wanted to do for a long, long time. And I didn't know the specifics early on. But, you know, as life happens and it evolves, this has been something that I've wanted to do for myself and for um, others. And this will give me that sense of autonomy and that sense of independence that I've always really craved and tried to um, embody. So that's the piece, too, as being a mom and a wife that I do really, really miss um, is having something of my own and something that does feel authentic to me. And this is that. So that was a big piece, too. That's right. I remember that conversation, too, now in, um, in, you know, trying to decipher if this is a good time for me to go back um, or not. And that actually, when I talk about that, that does help remind me that that's, you know, a big part of who I am and a motivating force and everything.
0: Yeah and so sometimes when we're setting out on doing this work and we're identifying our values and we're getting that clarity which can be so like motivating right and yes. can be oh gosh, sort of yes. that that fire that we need when when the going gets tough because oh my gosh it will right especially when yes. you're finding a way to navigate it with all the different roles and parts of your identity. And I know that sometimes it can be, it can be hard when we have other people in our life, right. Who Mm -hmm. rely on us or are used to us being, you know, available in a certain way. And now we're, we're beginning to shift as we're sort of, as we're building, you know, this other part of our identity and building this business. And so, What has that process been like for you in terms of, you know, navigating it with your partner and with other people in your life and just sort of a check-in of how that's going now for you?
1: So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it started even when I was taking uh, or studying for the licensing exam um, a while back. And I realized how challenging this time of life can be with kids and marriage and, um you know, having all these other obligations and commitments. So it was a challenging to be honest and it still is challenging. And I feel like trying to balance everything out and always feeling like, or trying not to, or trying to accommodate everybody doesn't really work. Or for me in in my experience, it, it doesn't. So just um, carving out this, those spaces or actually like we talked about previously, for me, what I learned that I have to do in order to make this work and to move for- forward with it um, is to, like I said, um, I think I mentioned previously, is I've figured out I really do have to put it in on my calendar and find child care and mm-hmm. physically even get out of the house in order to um, put energy and be productive in getting what I need to get done. Um, yeah. cause it, it does get really challenging, and I do feel like a little bit guilty when I, you know, am not with my son twenty four seven and or here with him as much as I feel like I should be because we are used to being together so much. So that was a bit of an adjustment, even in studying for the exam because that took up so much time. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like it is a little bit of adjustment, but not in the sense of now that I'm doing it more and more consistently. It, it doesn't feel like it is necessarily um, a negative thing. It actually feels positive. It's just that transitioning to that sometimes in something new, which I hadn't done previous to (laughs) having Milo um, is carving out this space and it feels new. So sometimes I think it can feel, you know, you start second guessing because you haven't done this in so long. So it feels, um, can feel a little overwhelming, but the more that I'm consistent and set boundaries and do it, it actually feels really liberating and good. And it feels like. my path is becoming a little bit more clear, which feels more motivating. And it feels like this is the right thing that I need to be doing, but it's just uh, yeah. that transition was a little bit challenging to be honest and, yeah, and no. carving out space for myself. And t- yeah.
0: I, I mean, and as transitions are right. Like, I mean, right. it's like, it's like growing pains a little bit where you're just, exactly. you're and, and yeah, it can be absolutely overwhelming because it feels new. It's a different kind of way of, of, of being in your relationships and in your family and it's setting these boundaries that, that you haven't had previously. And like, I, I, I remember I have clear memories of as I was beginning to, step into my role as a a woman who was, you know, going to build a business and also had young children. And I was having to, you know, set up childcare so that I could go into um, a coffee shop to start like working on, you know, my marketing plan or getting together all my like, paperwork or when I started renting an office, like really, really part time, like going into my office, but not seeing clients, you know, that day, because I was just starting off and feeling that guilt of like, oh my gosh, like, I like, like, should I be home or feeling like, you know what, I can do this from home. Like I can do this like, yeah. during time or whatever, you know, and, and gosh, it was just like, what it would end up doing for me, at least is that you know, when my baby wouldn't nap or yes. when, um, yeah, it was like all of a sudden it was like, my gosh, I like, I'm like feeling resentful that like I didn't, I didn't get this work done. And that, I, you know, that goes against some of the values that I have around motherhood of being able to be present when I'm there. And I found that when I set the boundaries and I was able to go and do the work and felt fulfilled in those ways, because I was building this thing that I was really excited and passionate about, I would come home feeling more present And I was able to be more present, you know, and it just, I don't know, it ended up being able to be present where I was with whatever role I was doing in that moment, it fed into the other parts of myself. And so I actually, I don't really believe in this idea of balance. I think that balance means that things are equal at all moments in time. And I just don't think that that's realistic. I think that we often are making tough choices, but when we, are doing something that we love and we're able to be present with it, I do think that these things feed into each other. Like when I have a really present morning with my kids, I go into work feeling good when yeah. I'm really able to, you know, be present with my work and do the things that I love. I feel better when I come home. And so these things have a way of sort of feeding into each other in this, in this really beautiful way, I think. And, and from, from working with you and getting a chance to witness how you've been navigating that, it's been really wonderful to see how you've had those experiences for yourself as well. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I I, um, I um, feel like having
1: our conversations and then, you know, going through this course and having to carve out time, that's exactly, you know, it is I, I, what you just touched on is initially, like I said, feeling guilty and it felt so foreign transitioning and having to carve out time for my space and my business and even feeling like is this a little bit too selfish? But the more I did it and the more, um, clear it became that this actually brings me an energy or an excitement in creating my own business and the type of business that, um, I can bring some sort of, you know, offer something positive to individuals or, um, a group or whatever it may be. So I feel like you're absolutely right. And, and feeling after these sessions that I've carved out for my time, even if it was just for studying or giving myself an hour to look for spaces online for opening up a private practice, um, you do come, I absolutely, that was, that's so, it's so true that you come back feeling like filled up and you don't, and I feeling that that was the right choice in order, um, you know, to move forward. And also, Feeling present with your kids or feeling present with your husband or whatever it is. And you're absolutely right. I think it does feed into each other. And that was a great way of putting it because that is very, very true. Yeah. And you helped me see all of that too, because I think it was a little bit challenging um, to see oh, it initially. Wow.
0: Girl, I mean, when you're in it, it's like it just feels like overwhelm, and so, so overwhelming.
1: So oh, it's
0: yeah. so helpful, you know. I know for me in my process, like identifying the people who were I could who I could talk to, and like share with them the things that I was feeling, because when you're in it and it feels so overwhelming, sometimes it's really nice when you have somebody on the outside who can sort of yes. help you like put things on the table and, and kind of work through them. So I'm, I'm grateful that I got a chance to be able to do that with you because it that's what was helpful for me as well. And I think there's so much data in our emotions that we can be looking at during the process, right? Like, and not everything that we feel is is always t- totally accurate that our, right. our reasons can give us a lot of data. So like, if I am going and carving out the space and I'm going into a coffee shop to, to work on beginning, you know, the beginnings of my private practice. And if while I'm there, I'm feeling a lot of guilt, I can look at that guilt to say, okay, like, all right, Gil, I knew you'd show up in this moment. Cause you often do in situations like this, right. like what's the data here. And And maybe some, maybe the data that it's offering is that You know, oh, a a good mom is somebody who, um, you know, is is home with her baby during these times and like wouldn't be wouldn't be carving out this space unless she was making money, like while she was gone. Right. Like, and I could look at the message and be like, um, okay. You know, actually I don't agree with that. Um, but thanks guilt for trying to keep me aligned with my value of being connected to my kids. But I, by doing this, like, I'm going to come home and I'm going to feel even more connected because I'm getting a chance to feed my soul in this way. And in my passion, Um, but maybe, and, but maybe guilt is also indicating like, you know what, maybe this isn't the right time. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's hard to sometimes tease those things apart. And so having, having somebody and whether that's a coach or honestly, or a colleague, right? Like somebody who, um, has maybe been through it before or who is going through it, or that you just feel like you can really trust with some of these things, um, and that can, give you that feedback just to, to put these things out there and to to not go through this process alone. That's one of the reasons why I really love finding ways to build community with other modern therapists because it can feel so isolating. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that, that you can relate yes. to.
1: Absolutely. I mean, gosh, and because I have been um, out of my internships and working for a while, it even I think it even feels more isolating. So, you know, yeah. I... This conversation and and the conversations we've had previously and even doing the e-course, I think, really helped me in kind of getting me back into this whole world because it is, and I think I've shared this with you before, is it is such a different industry and nobody can really understand it unless you are in it. Um, it's so different than, you know, what my partner does or actually most of the majority of my friends. And um, I do have some friends who who are in this industry, but it's just so nice to have some sort of um, you know, coach or mentor or somebody in this business that is in it on a consistent basis help walk you through some of this stuff because it it really does get overwhelming, especially being out of it for so long um, yeah. and helping you get aligned with your values so you can see what is a you know a good fit for you or not or ti- if it's good timing or or not good timing because it's hard to differentiate all of this stuff and. That sense of overwhelm, I think, sometimes clouds our intuition, or sometimes mm. um, can block what we know probably is the right scenario, or maybe it's not. But it's sometimes just great to have a sounding board too, and helping somebody walk through all of this stuff. And I mean, you've been that for me through this this period that's been, you know, pretty overwhelming at times, to be honest. And just trying to get back into this, or stepping back into this role, into this world um, of you know psychotherapy and um, or coaching and helping others. So it's so rewarding, but it can be very overwhelming in starting your own business. And this industry in general is so different. It just, it feels so nice to have some sort of connection and sounding board through all of this. So this, that's why I, this resource that you created, I keep thinking, gosh, this was so needed. And there was, or for me, I hadn't seen anything out there like this. So this was just super helpful, um, in you know, get me from point A to point B, which was a little bit rocky. So
0: yeah. This I is, mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the roadmap and support that I needed, which is why I'm like, okay, I needed ah. this and I needed it to be – like packaged in a way that felt really tangible and like step by step, and so yeah, I I'm so grateful to have gotten a chance to connect with you through the course. I'm I'm ex- I'm curious to hear, Allison, where are you at right now? Like, are there are there things that you're planning yourself? you know, kind of struggling with at this point in time. I mean, there's always things, right, that we're we're yeah. constantly trying to like work on. I know for myself, it's always a work in progress, and there's always things that I'm kind of having to work through. So I'm just curious for you at this point in time, in this stage, um, where are you at? And are there things that you're hoping to get more support around?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like, yeah, what you said, a work in progress is kind of, you know, been this, my whole journey. And I guess it continues to be, which is the exciting part of this, this whole industry and all of the different resources and trainings and education that are out there. And it can be, feel overwhelming at the same time, because there is so much out there Mm -hmm. Um, and deciding also in what kind of private practice that I want to have and what I want to hone in and what I want my niche to be. So Mm -hmm. um, currently that is what, what I'm trying to figure out and um, is exactly what I want my niche to be. And I feel like for me, the more specific that I can get and the more clarity I can get around that, I feel more confident about what I want to offer. Um, so, and I'm look, so that is where I'm, I am right now. And also in just trying to find some sort of space, I mean, physical, even literal space to, to just start, you know, at a very slow pace, um, gradually build up a private practice. So I'm still looking into that. And then finding a place that's financially feasible since I'm not generating income right now, which is, you know, can feel a little bit overwhelming that I'm going to go into something um, and initially have to put some money into it and not getting anything back right away. Um, so I'm trying to figure all of that out, which, you know, is a little overwhelming, but I really am starting to get a little bit more clarity on how to do that and, you um, the steps I need to take in order to do so. So yeah, that's where I am.
0: Yeah. Well, so if yeah. we have a little bit of time on the niche and specialty piece, just yeah. because it really is, it really is so important. And I completely relate to this, the piece that you shared of like, as you begin to gain clarity on that, it can really bring that sense of like confidence and like, a sense yeah. of like, okay, when I'm, Everything from like when I'm creating a social media post or a caption or a blog post or copywriting for my website or for my, you know, direct my marketing online directory, you know, as I'm when I when I know who I'm trying to speak to, like who that dream client is, and when I'm really able to bring him or her or that person or that couple or that family to life, it just flows. It's so much easier. But when I get caught up in that scarcity mindset of like, oh my gosh, there aren't enough clients. I need to like write something or find a way to make this caption or this post or this, you know, intro bio like applicable to everyone so that I can like make sure I cast this really wide, like generalized net. Oh my gosh. I mean, I get, I feel so lost. I find that like the the words that I use are so like, are the things that you could see on anybody's like anybody's website? You know, um, yes. my my colleague Dr. Michaela, um, she's like the copywriting queen, and um, I have a podcast episode with her. So by the time this one has gone live, that one you people can go back and listen to. But I love I love the way that she describes copywriting, and she says, you know, if it's we're doing we're doing we're doing our communities a favor and our businesses a favor when we really hone in on who our dream client is and we we speak to them in our marketing right and it's like so first we have to yes. give them that clarity of who that person is or that couple is and then we want to speak to them in our marketing because that's going to be good for them because they're, you know, there are so many therapists and they're probably co- coming across all these different websites and like, or social media accounts or online directory profiles. And like so many people are, are going to be using some of these more like general terms of like, it's like, okay, great. All these therapists are like, you know, em- empathic and, you know, um, strength based. But it's like, if I hear that this therapist is speaking, it's like they're speaking directly to me. Yes. It, that builds this like really strong bridge between that client and your private practice doors. And that's good for them because you're going to be the right fit for them, hopefully. And it's good for your business because your, your schedule is going to be filled with those dream clients who you're going to look at your schedule in the morning and be like, yeah, like this feels right. This feels good. And that's that's what makes our businesses also sustainable. And so one of the ways in which, and, and, you know, I know that we go into this more deeply in the course. And so you have access to all that, but, you know, one of the ways in which we do that is by looking at, you know, some of our prior, you know, our prior, you know, clients that we've really enjoyed working with, because there's so much data in that. Um, and so I'm curious for you, what are you beginning to hone in as like who your dream client is, and and what like what your niche is in that way?
1: Yeah, so I am still figuring it out, um, and I think you really helped, and I, I think too with this e-course. If I can say anything too that I've gotten out of this, which I didn't even realize how much I needed, was clarity and just a sense, or almost like an atlas of how to get. Like I said before, from point A to point B, and I feel like the clarity has come with me getting in touch with my values, um, which, or re in touch with my values, I should say, and then also in um, finding out what I would like my niche to be. Um, and so, you know, I've throughout my experience in this industry thus far, um, there's so many areas I've worked now, and I really love, love, love. Um, working with, I loved working with young creative women Mm. um, initially in the first clinic that I worked at. And I actually love working with women, you know, throughout. Um, And I feel like women go through so many different transitions in a lifetime, you know, early on into the thirties and becoming a mom. And then, you know, if if you become married and becoming a partner um, and all these different roles that we play in all these different transitions, Mm. I have, absolutely loved working with females and all of these different, um, transitions and places throughout their journey. Um, and also I've realized I really have enjoyed working with, or I actually would be very curious and would like to know more about working with new moms or, you know, if you're even thinking about having kids and that whole process and the whole, um, experience that goes around that, because it seems like there's could be a lot more support in that domain Um, and then even during pregnancy and after pregnancy and becoming a new mom and then the dynamic shift and change and you know with your partner or with a business or in in your career so i'm that's what i'm honing in right now um, is looking into some more um yeah trainings around that and then also later, I mean, there's so much that I want to do, to be honest, but that's the one that I would like to start with. And then eventually looking into more mind-body mm-hmm. connection, um, because that's been a big part of my process individually um, as a client, but also I have done some work around that with clients and I find it so valuable and so helpful, but there's so much out there, which is awesome and, and it's overwhelming because how do you get, yeah you know, through all of these trainings
0: and Yeah, that that I want to do. Yeah, so I know that we talked about this in our in our last session where we were sort of okay exploring. Okay, if you're if you're really wanting to build out this specialty, like where to start, like in some of these like really um, like niche trainings, or can we kind of explore? Like, do you want to build more like foundational trainings, um, and where where to be doing where to do that? So I know we had talked about um, postpartum support international. Yes, a great place to start. Did you end up deciding to um, sign up for that training?
1: you know what? I, I haven't signed up for it yet. I'm trying to, like we just talked about, I'm actually yeah. trying to figure out if I can secure childcare for those <laughs> yeah, days.
0: It's always, it's always the case, right? It's like, okay, all right. So I want to do this and like now let's see how we're going to make it work. But exactly, that's exciting. So I have it written
1: down. I'm just trying to find, figure out the logistics. So I'm attempting to do that one, um, which I would absolutely love to do because I feel like that would feed yeah. what I'm looking for right now. Um, so hopefully that will work out. But if not, then I, I will I definitely am going to do it. I just don't know what time frame
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna
1: be able to get child coverage. But yes, I'm I really do want to do that. And I feel like that would be the next step in in, you know, building or figuring out my specific niche. So yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: exactly, oh, I'm oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so it just comes back right to like, you know, as as we begin to take these steps, then it then it always does come back to like, okay. Like, is this something that I want to prioritize right now? And yes. when we come back to our values and we look at which value we want to prioritize, there's that can be so supportive in us making the decision of, is this something that I want to prioritize right now? Um, and and if it's not, that's okay. I'm gonna identify though what it is that I'm choosing to prioritize, and that way, yes. when like you know the, the training comes and goes, or if I'm at the training and I'm and I'm I'm not at home, that I can remind myself. Okay, when I made this decision, it was with intention. It was with intention rooted in my values. And when I can come back to that why, there's so much um, support in that that it, it it can really help us when we find ourselves coming up against any guilt or feelings like, oh, was that the right decision? Like, I don't know. It's it just really brings a lot of intention into those decisions. Absolutely,
1: and I feel like um, again that has been. You know, so helpful for me in in this process is going back to my values with a lot of different areas in in building my own practice or or carving out my niche um, or even with personal obligations and commitments and having that be the motivation for whatever it is professionally or personally. So I think that's been a big part or big help for me um, with this course in general for creating, you know, or starting to create my own business, but also even personally. So sometimes maybe it, it's not the right time for me to, you know, leave the house. Like if the, my little guy's yeah. been sick or, you know, it, it's, and that's okay too. So I yeah. feel like leaving space for that is important and just where you are um, that day or even in that moment. Cause it, it mm-hmm. doesn't always go exactly as it's supposed
0: to, or you think it's supposed to. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why there's like, in all of this, this whole process, like we want to inject- so much compassion, like so much compassion, you know, because exactly. sometimes, yeah, sometimes we have the plan and then things change and we have to readjust or be flexible. But I think that even in in those decisions that we're making and in that flexibility, connecting in with okay, what is the value that I'm I'm now choosing to be my compass in my decision? Exactly. Well, so coming back really quick, um, I know we're coming here to the end of our time. I really wanted to address your question though, around like finding yeah. space and Finding yes. space, you know, when you're not making money and like, but you yes. want to have an address, like so that yes. when you, you we know, have an address. And, yeah. Um, and so um, I mean, you know, I think for me in the beginning, I think if I could have gone back and done it over again because I because for me personally, teletherapy has been so such a game changer, especially um working with a lot of new moms, you know. They can't always get into the office, um, exactly. or, or they live. They live in a part of California where you know they don't have easy access to a clinician, um, but they need the support. So I think that I, if I, I think that I probably would have <laughs> initiated teletherapy so much sooner. I was just pretty resistant in the beginning. I still had that mindset that like. No, good therapy in quotes like only can happen in person, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I've really, really witnessed how untrue that actually is. Um, But you know, and obviously, not every client's the best fit for that um, for teletherapy. So I did, I did also want to have an in-person office. And in the beginning, what I ended up doing is I found a space that I could rent by the hour, Um, and you know, so there's there's different options either in private practices that are already established where you can come in and rent office by the hour or, you know, finding another therapist that is also looking for a space and sharing a space with them or on Craigslist, you can often find office spaces where it's a therapist who's in private practice, but they're just looking they're not in the office on Fridays, you know, and right. Um, finding a way and you know connecting, seeing if it's a good fit, um, and and seeing if there's a way to rent an office by like a half day or a full day. Um, and what I did is I did that, and then I just as as I began to get clients and as I began to grow, um, I expanded. And so, you know, I think that depending on this, depending on what you choose and the option you go and what's available. Um, you know, obviously sort of growing with your business. For me, that made a lot of sense because I, yeah, I, I was, I didn't have a ton of money to be investing into a space. And so, you know, I found myself investing more in my online home. So in my website, because I knew that that's sort of where my dream client was going to most likely find me. Um, and my first office was um, in a good spot because of the community that I had around me. But it was really tiny. It's like a little shoebox and it had a little tiny window. Um, and, you know, but it, it, was, it was affordable and it was a good fit for me in the beginning. You know? and, so, and I knew that it wasn't probably where I was going to be forever. But in the beginning, it, it was, it's what worked and it's what really helped me establish my business.
1: Yeah, and that would that is so helpful too because that's um, in terms of the teletherapy and even this this whole online presence that now exists with therapists. Um, that was something too that you and I have talked about, and through this course, I've learned so much more about. And I knew teletherapy exists. And in fact, I did it in some of my um, clinics, and it, it it can be amazingly helpful. And I found the same thing that you're saying is it you don't have to. You know there is there is a um, positive aspect to having somebody physically there with you, but there can be so much that does happen and transpire, and can be just as productive and helpful um, doing teletherapy sessions. Which I feel like this course and then talking to you too, I've I've realized that I do want that to be part of Mm. my um, practice, especially being a mom. um, That that can be you know helpful. For clients, having it's easier access, but also in terms of my access, too, is where I can utilize a home office or um, having a computer at home versus having to go into an office, you know, three or four days a week. So I feel like um, that's been super helpful as well. So that's and that's given me some sort of clarity around um the variations of what I want to have, too, in my private practice, because I do want to have a, a physical space, but I also do want to incorporate teletherapy and even, you know, a little bit of online presence that, that you um, do so well and um, have helped me figure out so um, so well, as too. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Um... Allison, I'm just, I'm so grateful to have gotten a chance to connect with you and, and just really quickly, I wanted to, uh, did you, did you get that? Like, um, i created a little checklist for teletherapy. Um, I sent, yes, I think it was an update to the course. Yeah. If you go into the lesson, um, I recently updated it with like a checklist, just kind of like breaking down, like here are all the steps you, you got to take to like set it up. And just so that you, you know, that that resource is there too. Oh, awesome! Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you were that you were willing to come on the podcast. I mean, I know from like experience every time I record one, and especially in the beginning, um, that it feels really vulnerable, um, and you know, it can be nerve wracking to come on and to know that like these things are shared and. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you in in, t- in being open to doing that with me today. And I hope that that this was helpful for you too, just in kind of reflecting back on some of the things that we've identified in our work with each other. And yeah, just really grateful. Yeah. Thank you, Allison. Oh, well,
1: thank you. And it was very incredibly helpful. And I have to admit, yes, it was a little, <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking because <laughs> I haven't yeah. done this before, but I feel like it was, it's so helpful too. And I feel like this is how you grow. And this is kind mm-hmm. of, you know, there's so many podcasts that are happening now and this is the way of the world and even in this world so i feel like it was a good step for me to take even though i was um a little nervous but you know this is we've had so many great conversations that i feel like this was actually fun as well
0: so i really appreciate it thank you so much all right allison thank you thank you bye i really hope you enjoyed the information that was shared in this episode ready to build or grow your modern private practice Click the link in the show notes for Modern Therapist Academy, a comprehensive e-course to support you in building and growing your private practice. Thank you for inviting me and my guests into your day. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear when new episodes launch. Have a beautiful, wonderful rest of your day.